Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Nobody goes on to next door to get in a good mood. You just, it's pure schadenfreude and it's like watching a housewives. You're like, well, these people have a lot of money, but I'm still a better person than they are. You can't buy a quality uh, personality. You can't, no amount of money will do that. But I do feel like going on the next door app for adults, like homeowners is like watching Jerry Springer when you were in like high school or college, it's just this train wreck that you love to watch. And you watched it, right? When you were in college, high school, when did you watch of it? Course, I don't know. Of course I watched it. But you know what? I, to me, I feel like there's, I, I respect the people on Jerry Springer more than I respect the people on next door because I'm like, you got nothing to complain about. You literally have nothing to complain about. And you're finding complaints out of the, the air when I think the next door apps, like whole idea is actually really helpful because I know that like when I went on a walk in our neighborhood, I saw a giant coyote huge. And I was yeah. very nervous about a woman who was walking and she had like a little dog. I was like, go the other way. So it was the first time I ever commented on next door. And I was like, but I was scared. I was like, I don't want you as friends. I just want to tell you I saw a coyote. Cause that's the right thing to use this for. And you know, I, I was like coyote on whatever, whatever street I'm out. But there, you know, I don't know. A lot of people have a lot of time on their hands. Good uses for it. But when you get into the, the, it, like every, good intentioned post goes so wrong because we will all the time see posts where somebody's like, just so you know, it was late at night and three coyotes got my backyard. It's like they their backyard, they've got like a six foot fence. They're they've got their bases covered, but their dog still gets taken by coyotes. And then there are 47 messages of people saying, this is your fault. Here's what you should have done differently. Even though like they did everything right. And you just have some like horrible neighbor rubbing your nose and you're suffering. It's, even if you get on there and you're like, hey, does anybody have a good plumber? You're going to get that one off dude who had a bad experience with this one plumber that gets recommended and then hijacks the entire thread to bitch about like. Yeah, I can't. Pump. I, do, I can't. I don't do that because it makes me think less of people, humans as a whole. Like, but I, I, I need to believe in people right now. And like yeah. next door app is not going to be where I find it. Next door is going to be where like, like I revolt is what's going to happen. I watched the Epstein uh, oh, documentary and it's like, it's like watching a murder show. Cause that guy finally, finally, after all this time, that guy finally got his due, man. That guy finally I don't know what happened to him in jail. I'm positive it was not self-inflicted. Somebody's cousin or something took care of that guy like the Dahmer way. But that, that guy finally got his due. You know, you know, 
I, it's fun. This is our favorite thing to talk about is such our murders, favorite murders, unsolved crimes, mysteries, documentaries. Like we spend a lot of time talking about this particular subject. But I think with the Epstein documentary, the thing that started to feel, well, first of all, documentaries in general right now, in my opinion, because of quarantine, they're taking something that could be told in like an hour and a half and they're stretching it to like 11 episodes. So you're well, getting I love it. Every, I, love I know detail. you do, but I'm like, but I get mired down in the details and I feel like, like I, like I know what the fingernail polish looks like on the girls. And I guess that does make you feel very sympathetic and very empathetic, but then I don't sleep. And I I'm like, okay, so why are these girls being so dumb? What are you doing? Why would you go to his house and give a grown man a massage when you're 16? What are you like? Uh, now do I have to talk to Eleanor about that? Like you never, you, let's no, just take massage therapy I, off the table. I watched that documentary and, and I'm like, that could have been me. That could have been anybody I know because I'll tell you, when I was like 30 years old working at Auto Trader, I had this uh, <laughs> guy that I did advertising for that was like having a really bad day. And he was like, would you just rub my head like this? And I was like, oh, yeah. And then I was like, Jen, this is so no. god darn creepy. I didn't realize it until I was doing it. I know my husband looks so repulsed at me right now. I really did. I did not think anything of it because are you sure it was his head or was it his wiener? Did he tell you, just close your eyes before Some you start touching? Some of us just talk straight at wieners, Kristen. I could tell the difference, man. <laughs> Ew. See, that's Ew. what he would have done to me. That's what he would have done to me. He would have been like, if anything was wiener related. He would have been like, just close your eyes. And then he would have done a switcheroo and I would have been like, man, your head shrunk. This is not what I thought it was. Listen, I, just, I get it. I know that we, listen, I think we get conned. We do. It, and it's such a... Oh my God, this is such a full wraparound to unsolved mysteries. I can't even take it. But like it's it's a con game. That's what that's what Epstein was. He would and it's grooming, it's conning, it's manipulation. He is wealthy, he is sexy, he's you know what I mean? To a young girl who is troubled. And somehow, you know what that guy's art was? You know what his gift is he could smell broken and he would then oh, yeah. pray on those young broken girls and that's where he needed to have all the bad happen to him I, this is because no that's the gift he thought he should use it makes me just as mad i'm getting my literally my skin is getting hot right no, now. no i know i get fired up about it and this is in no way any sort of um empathy or pass for that guy but I believe he was abused because remember in that interview, they ask him and he's like, this is done. I'm leaving. Like, I, I don't think, care. I don't I, care. I don't care either. I'm just saying, I honestly like, don't care. People, lots people. of people like get, he, lots of people get, unfortunately, and abused they don't do her, anything and they don't do anything. They live full lives. They overcome. That's Fuck why I'm that saying guy. I'm not giving him a pass. I think he could just see it so clearly because he knew it so well. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he was a victim and then he used that to like sharpen his own skills to be a victimizer. Like I get it. I get it. But the, I, you know what? It makes I, me, I'm, it horrifies me. There's so much to this. There's so much to unpack on this, but I have always, there was noise. Sorry. He's trying to get the dogs quiet. Um, there's construction okay, across the street. We're all dealing with it's, it's a lot. Oh there's gosh. a lot going on. We might you guys. not even edit all this bullshit out, you guys. We won't. That is we so absolutely much work. won't. 
This is life. We at one point, my kid. We still aren't sure exactly where one of my children are because he decides we, I, to hide and just stay there for whatever. My, I have this uh, like eighteen-year-old Labrador Retriever that was my dad's. That's always either t- fucking tap dancing in my kitchen on the hardwood floors or she's like aggressively panting and the panting is because the dog only used to eat burger king and taco bell and we only feed her dog food and she's just pissed she's living out her final years angry at me like if if she could say words it would be cursing that she's forced to eat dog food. Like I'm, I can't disagree with sort. her. I can't disagree with her. Can you imagine in your twilight years, someone's like, "All you're going to eat is kale." She's like, "Wait, what?" Back um, yeah, I did go Kristen, through a drive-through, lady. I was telling my husband because I just get at my wits end with her because also the like retriever part of her or like whatever she is, she, you know how they try and like guide you through the house. Oh yeah, they like. But like she will literally try to force you towards the fridge. And I was telling my husband, I'm like, when my dad passed away, he left money for this dog in the will. And God bless I him. I know I didn't take it. Oh, you know, I because I, I was the executor. I like split it up and it said for the care of the dog. And I know now what he meant was to feed that dog Burger King every day. Yeah. That's what that money was for. Was not <laughs> bills. It was no. to buy her burgers. Cut to the dog Jaja's on the computer. Dear new owner, per yes. the will, there is a request for Taco Bell that is not being withstood by the demands of this money. I would not be shocked if she brought me into court. Like she's yeah, she's gonna very... take you to probate. I know she's like I would and like. She to has a case. You. you know what? She honestly does. She has you a case. Can't... She's like, this I is know. bullshit, man. I don't, I don't understand why this has to change. But anyway, I digress. Me um, too. Well, I was gonna tell you, you are. This is very important information. Okay. While we're on the topic of how does that happen. Because both of us are obsessed with like murder and crime and stuff like that. And I like to read the books and we both like to watch the shows. But there is a book called um, The Gift of Fear that every female needs to read and every like mom needs to make their daughter read it. Because like we are so we will polite our way into getting murdered. We'll be like, yep. oh, I don't think he was trying to be aggressive with that hunting knife i think he was just really needed help getting the couch into the back of his van like and then we get murdered yes it's true that there uh, so it's so funny you say that because when i was when we were talking about uh a podcast episode talking about like moms and murder and like the thing like there's not one of my friends that i can say to them like hey do you listen to my favorite murder or did you watch dateline or do you watch 2020 every one of them's like yes do you know more can i have more where what are you what do i need to deep dive right now and i'm like good god we're all into it and i do believe that especially when you become a mom there's this inner core in you that becomes heightened in the sense of now, not only do you have to take care of yourself because other people need you, you want to take care of this thing that you won't be able to control all the time. So it's kind of like how most women I know say, um, if I was going in and defending myself, I would be terrible at it. But if I was going in and defending my friend or talking about my friend, I'd be great at it. I think that's why women are 
awesome. But I also think it's our demise because I think that we as women and as moms, we get this like heightened sense of, I have to make sure you're okay. So that's why I think we love true crime because we need to know that a problem can be solved. And in some way, I think it's making our brain open up to the, like, what if this happened to me? I would know what to do. Well, I I do. I think it's like mapping. I do. I f- now I'm feeling the need to like defend myself, which there's no reason to because we it's it's a foregone conclusion. Like women are into crime like they have always been. And I think it's because women are most likely the victims of crime. So we want to know as much as we can know because knowledge is power. But I think of my mom like she used to watch like murder. She wrote and heart to heart and Simon and Simon. It was all about like solving a murder because besides that you're a woman and you want to know like, okay, there's another one off the streets, like check that off. If you're a mom, you have such a sense of justice all of a sudden, like you want life to be like so fair that you want to get this figured out. And it's such a satisfying moment to get that like resolve. Yeah, to know because that, if like, murder she wrote to her owner the whole time. Yeah, and if murder she murder she wrote ended with like Angela Lansbury going, well, we don't know who did it, but he's still around in Cabot Cove, population three hundred and seventy five. You would be like torn up. They have to solve the crime. They have to solve the unsolvable crime. I have been a fan. Can we of- talk Cabot Cove for a moment? Like that was like. Cabot Cove. The worst part of Chicago is for, yeah, yeah, it's like, like, it was like, it was like the, it was the like South Central of Maine. Yeah. I have to say too, I don't mean that in a heartless way. I'm just saying they really embellished their poisonings in Cabot Cove. I mean, Cabot Cove had it all. If you're married in Cabot Cove, watch yourself because your spouse is about to get you. I've never, like... And, and it was the, the that was kind of me too. I was my parents, of course, let us watch all of those, you know. But the one that hooked me in, the one that like was like a full game changer, was unsolved mysteries. Unsolved mysteries. Yeah. I mean, and I did a deep dive because, as you know, just a couple of days ago, you told me on Amazon they're showing all of the seasons. You realize this show is on for like over twenty years. I know that was, I know it had like the longest running. I'm going to tell you one other little interesting fact about that show that you don't know. Jenny Long was on that show one time that played the part of a woman that was like abducted and missing. Yeah. She did the reenactment. (gasps) That is the greatest thing I've ever heard. In fact, I know. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, Jenny. Hey, Kristen. Oh, man. We're heading into spring cleaning. We're heading into spring everything. And I couldn't be more excited to talk about bowl and branch to boot. 
What makes you feel like fresher and lighter than a good night's sleep on nice, clean, super soft, luxurious sheets? Nothing. I mean, Bowling Branch brings it. And I don't know what magic they have in these sheets, but they get softer as you wash them. And I honestly, there's nothing I enjoy more than knowing at the end of the night, I get to pull back my comforter and just squeeze into this delicious bed that feels like it's someone giving me like a horizontal high five. That sounds sexy, but so are Bowling Branch sheets. It's true. It's You can feel the quality immediately, okay? That's right. I'm telling you, if you don't think that we know what we're talking about, there have been thousands of positive reviews. They're the best-selling sheets. They feel incredible on night one, and they get softer with every wash. They feel buttery soft, even super breathable, so they're perfect for warm months ahead, and they are loved by millions of sleepers. Get this. There are over 11,000 five-star reviews. Yeah, they're 100% organic cotton, and they're completely free of toxins, and I feel like you can tell. You're going to be able to tell right away. They have a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, style, and sleep in their sheets for an entire month if you don't love them, but you will. You can send them right back. Here's one thing I'm going to tell you that's really fun is we are renew we are redoing my daughter's bedroom. We're switching bedrooms for her. So she has a big girl Ooh. bedroom. And the first thing we're going to do is get some Bowling Branch sheets so she can every night feel very special getting into her bed. I really just hope that it also helps her want to make her bed. But look, as long as she sleeps in that delicious thing, that's all that really matters. You know, you can also get her uh, a bowl and branch blanket now that they have. They're like these cloud-like duvets, fluffy pillows, Mm. so many more things. She's very, very lucky. And there's all sorts of colors and there's all sorts of prints and it's just very beautiful. And it really does feel like you're doing yourself a real favor. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl and Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code hard at bowlandbranch.com. That's bowlandbranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code hard. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, Kristen. Yo, Jen. As you know, we both, uh, we'll talk about on the show, we spend a lot of time in the car with our kids. We're currently California moms and all the driving that goes along with that, that's a lot of driving. It's a lot of driving. Yeah. We're either at school drop-off, pick-up, weekend trips, doctor visits to soccer. You're going somewhere. You're always in the car. There's weekend trips. There's club sports, whatever it is, usually has a driving requirement. Upon hours and sometimes good ones and sometimes not so Uh huh. And sometimes there's other ones. Yeah. Well, we've all been there. I know for my gang, one of the hardest parts in my car ride is deciding what we're going to listen to, like something we can all Mm -hmm. agree on. Like no judgment here, folks. A lot of parents have basically surrendered to AirPod life. As long as you don't hear F-bombs, you're like, whatever. I know. It's just easier. I get it, but... Right. We want to tell you about a new podcast called Wild Interest that has something for all of us, even me, so we can all enjoy listening together as a family. Wild Interest? What's that about, Jenny? Let me tell you. It's hosted by kids. And the shows are about whatever the kids are interested in. So great. Like anything from science to history, interviews with NFL quarterbacks. I'm into that. And they mix in jokes, riddles, fun. That sounds fun. I know, right? It's very fun. The best part is the hosts are my kids' age, so they can totally relate. That's very cool. I can't relate. But I'll enjoy it. You'll enjoy it. Because they're enjoying it. That's right. Give it a listen. You won't regret it. You'll learn something and your kids will love it. Find Wild Interest anywhere you get your podcasts. So we got to break down Unsolved Mysteries for a second because I did I did some real thinking about Unsolved Mysteries and then it and then I watched an episode. I don't know if this has ever happened to any of you. I literally was like, okay, I'm just going to randomly pick a season. I'm going to randomly pick an episode and I 
absolutely remembered it from beginning to end. (laughs) And I was transported into my farmhouse with our TV that lived on the ground, you know, like one of those console TVs. And it was like, I memorized it. I, oh, I, I don't Robert remember Stack. from chem class, but I God, can tell no. you who was on America's most wanted list most Friday nights. It's so true. It's weird. It's this heightened sense of intelligence that I'm sorry, but I think it's a, that women have that I believe women are natural investigators. I believe that it's because we come from a place of empathy and sympathy. There are avenues that are traveled that most men, no offense, they just aren't, it's not as impactful for them. We're going to think about it a different way. And Unsolved Mysteries is like a glorious pie of opportunity. There are missing people. There are ghosts. There are mediums. There are aliens. Literally aliens. There's updates. There's con artists. It is pick your poison of crime. And it is the most wonderful show that I have ever watched. And last night I watched one and I just watched one segment and it was on a six-year-old girl that was a medium and one of the ghosts that was coming at her was scratching her. And I literally about crapped my pants. That's it holds up. I thought it was weird that a six-year-old was wearing hoop earrings, but is other that than the that, one that, that I can't watch it. You cannot watch. But they stand up, watch them. It's fantastic. But it did make me think like this was my gateway drug to crime, to like true crime and like being obsessed with it. Because if you remember when Unsolved Mysteries first came out and now I'm going to date myself, I'm not 1000, I promise. It didn't come out every week. It came out like on tonight's special edition of Unsolved Mysteries. And you were like, (gasps) Oh my okay. God, you, ha- you had to set the VCR, which never happened, yep. or you had to watch it real time. And I I don't I remember that, it. but I do, when it was on, I remember that. And maybe like America's Most Wanted was later, but it felt like my civic duty. I was like, every American needs to be watching this because you might've seen something. And they used to say that too. Like, if you see anyone that might resemble this man 40 years late, and they did. Like, has anybody done a documentary about how many people they caught? from that show because I'm really oh, they did so many so many when you are nine and your imagination runs away with you I oh this is a terrible story I was convinced that someone that worked at the Central City Mall was a woman who had amnesia and did not know where she was and I thought this woman was her so I called the Unsolved Mysteries hotline and oh. Uh, I reported her as the missing woman from the episode who had had amnesia. And they said, how old are you? And I said, I'm, I'm nine. And they said, well, do you, does your, does your, do your parents know that you're calling? And I was like, I didn't say this, but I was like, hell no, Terry'd freak. And so they said, go get your parent, call your local police. Like they were very nice to me, but they were like, Basically, we know you're a kid. They must get a lot of kid callers because I was like, I'm about to crack this shit open. Welcome to my first solved mystery. Um, that could happen. That could literally happen. I but mean, that 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 didn't happen. It didn't uh, happen. But no, Kristen, I don't want you to be embarrassed because my mom one time thought my my friend Laura's husband had been married to my stepsister, and I was like, that is the worst. Like you spent so how many Thanksgivings with the guy? Like. That's so, so it happens. Well, I to 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 end the story uh in not a glorious way, 
the woman uh, did not have amnesia. And my mom was so mad because I had been following her in the grocery store for many days when we went just to do some recon and take some notes and figure out like if maybe she was this is before cell phones by the way because I would have just snapped a picture but I was doing like drawings of her and uh she she was a longtime resident of of the town and you know who she had was. yeah she had some she had oh my god I'm such a bad anyway she was she had had a hard life, and you were bringing she'd up had a hard memories. Okay. No, she was like she was. She was a very sweet person who I totally misidentified, and I learned a strong lesson at that point. And then my mom was like, "You can't." Well, you know Terry that I cut to thirty minutes later of her tearing me a new one. Like she's like, "You can't just call the police." But I wanted to be a part of one of those updates more than anything. But I, I could wanted also to see solve Terry. It. God love Terry. I could see her being on like an after the fact unsolved mysteries going like, yeah, he was that guy was our mailman for 30 years. And uh, not if it would have been he me had blood calling. on his pants sometimes, but not uh, if it would have been me so calling. Nice. She would have been like, I'm still on the fence as to whether or not this is true. She has a very like big imagination. Terry would not have been on board if it wasn't her idea. <laughs> Well, you know why? Okay, you know why I'm so into murder, and it's yes, not. It's real. It's real, real. And I, so I, I have to make the caveat that, like, I hate violence so much that I used to make my husband watch episodes of Boardwalk Empire and Game of Thrones first to make sure that I could handle them. Because if they were like, if something like too. Hor- like, and it's weird because like Pulp Fiction doesn't bother me because it's like gross fake blood kind of deal. But like if if I if I can see somebody like getting hurt, then I, I hate it. Torture. Like, I can't it's watch like it. if it's yeah. you can't watch torture. I can't watch torture either. That like there was a whole season of Game of Thrones where Reek was just constantly getting. Oh, who was the little bastard yeah. character that I I don't even like him as a person now. Who? What was his name? I don't um, like the actor. What, I don't. I don't Colin, what's one. that? Yeah, what's that guy's uh, Randolph or Randall or no no no? He was mean Ramsey. Oh, yeah. Ramsey. Oh, that guy. That guy I can go straight it. to not the actor, but I'm not gonna like. He's too good at it. He I enjoy- don't like the actor either. I don't trust I mean, him anymore. I don't know. I I have a you know. Good I luck getting after- a rom com now, buddy. Yeah. Good, good luck, bud. Because yeah, yeah, you're anyway. So that yeah, six episodes of like seeing him tortured. That is not the thing that. No, I don't. I don't want to see that. I agree, and it's just too. It's too much. It's like um, I like the the mystery. I like figuring it out. I I actually I like the figuring it out so much that if there's a badly written like I remember like everybody said you got to read Gone Girl and I read it and I was like what is this like tween literature like <gasps> we all know How what's dare happening. You. Like, I loved it. It was so easy. It was so I, easy. Go like, get. Oh, what are you talking about? I loved I just, it. And I, I love Grisham. And I love James Patterson. And I'm going to sing it. I, I like it when I get stumped. But I don't like it when there's like a killer at the end where there was absolutely no way that you could have known that. Like that. That's, well, it's not. the. It's not. No, wait. It, nonfiction. It's not. It wasn't. It's a real. It's a created story it's not a real story 
it's not fiction. It's called fiction. fiction. Is that what you're saying? So well, it was a created yeah. story. Okay, but That's I'll tell different. you. Here, here's my nonfiction, and this is why I'm pretty sure this is why I. <laughs> Why I started reading murder books at an early age, which I was the only one when everybody else was reading Babysitter's Club. I was reading uh, Innocent Victims by, God, what's her name? That She's like the um, Victoria. Oh, shit. What's that? Hold on. I was reading the Danielle Steele, but only certain parts. Don't worry about it. Anne Rice? No. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Anne Rice was great. I didn't read her either. Uh, I was a real, uh, had a particular taste. I liked anything with the romantic lead and hot spots. I do remember being in study hall, reading these books and people being like, you're a little crazy. And I, I am not saying I'm not crazy. I wasn't crazy that I was going to kill somebody. I was crazy that I was not going to get killed is my whole thing. I know because you were mapping your brain to protect you from future violence. Yes, because, okay, so I grew up in Bellevue, Nebraska, and there was a serial killer <gasps> of children in the town that I grew up in. Yes. Yeah. I know, the, so, I know part of this story, but I forgot that it was kids. Ugh. God. Yeah. No. Which makes it worse. Like, it makes yes. it worse even now. I know. I'm going to save you a lot of the details. Please. But. I was very, I was very young when this happened. They did catch him, but it, it like, if you are in a small town and something like that happens, every part of your life is connected to it in some way. Like you map out your life sure, in relation to when that happened or like what was going on. And there's so many like things that weave back into my life that like, so the, just the long and short of it is that there was an airman stationed at the airbase off at Air Force Base. And for sure, he killed two kids that were my brother's age. Oh. Like, he he was like a scout master. Like, it, it's the most hideous, fucked up story you've ever heard. Yeah, the scout groups. And then he killed people back in Maine, where he was from. Freaking Cabot Cove! <laughs> where Cabot Cove, he lived in Cabot Cove. He probably. lived in Cabot Cove! God, I can't even I can't joke about it. I can't even joke about it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm uncomfortable. I'm not joking about it. When I get uncomfortable, I say inappropriate things. We should know that about my personality right now. I am by no means making otherwise I won't know what to do with myself. I know. I just I I have to get the like real deal part of it out, which which this is I don't know if this is funny, but there's a part there's oh my God. So he he committed his last crimes in Nebraska, which Nebraska does not take any shit when it comes to the death penalty. They're like, Mm-mm. we we are going to do this. So he did he did end up getting the death penalty in Nebraska. But because the boys were my brother's age, I went to middle school with one of their sisters. Like it was such a part of my life that I don't know if I would have even known what a serial killer or murderer was until I was much, much older if that hadn't gone on. And then a crazy thing about it is one of my very best friends growing up, Tim, this guy asked him if he wanted to ride home from school. And Tim gave the composite sketch to the FBI of what he looked like. Get out of town. No, he did. Yeah. And 
he so the guy that did the profile of him was Robert Ressler, which is the fame like he consults on every single movie. He came up with the word serial killer like he was at Quantico forever. He wrote all these books. He wrote this book called Whoever Fights Monsters. And I met him in college and he signed it. And I got to talk to him about like our case. And I'm pretty sure Matt Geiler still has that book. He borrowed it and then never gave me my signed copy back. Long story. I, I digress, though. but um. He it was such a long time from the time that he was caught, went to court and then finally executed that I was in college when he was executed and everybody from my town came to the pen that night for like a party, which was horrible. I'll admit. Hey, man, we're we're talking about a boogeyman. Yeah, he it was, was the like boogeyman. Freddy Krueger dying. Yeah, they 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 fried the boogeyman and people celebrated. And is that right or wrong? I don't know. I, I'm I'm probably not going to go to a place where they fry somebody just because like I'm afraid I'm going to step on something that's like electric and two of us are going to go down. And again, I make a joke because that's, I am uncomfortable. But I will tell you, I I fully partied that night. It was entirely distasteful, but it really was like a ding dong, the witch is dead sort of deal. Cause this guy like yeah, ruined man. a lot of childhoods for a lot of people and in my their town. parents and let him and go. Let, let oh that one let's, let's, uh, we can agree that one can, can, can go down. Yeah. But I did like years later, I had this really weird dream that Tim, my friend that gave the composite sketch, I had this weird dream that he was on death row and I got to spend his last day with him. And I woke up the next day and I was like, yeah, I don't, that's not right. Like, I don't agree with it now, which is yeah. weird. I just feel like my brain did this like math. You were I'll, a like, kid and that you day. just said it. That guy went down, the the boogeyman went down again. It's your brain's way of feeling justice and the need for like resolution yeah. and conclusion. It's literally the only kind of closure that counts. Whenever people are in relationships and they're like, I just need closure. I say, there isn't any. There's only closure in true crime. There's only closure (laughs) when it comes to DNA testing. There, you know, unless your closure includes includes luminol and a black light, you're not going to get it. That's right. You don't need it. When it comes to relationships, here's the hard (laughs) truth. It's that... um, that terrible ex just didn't like you. He's going to find somebody that matches him better and have a happy life. And that's how the world works. So you're never going to feel better about that. So, bitch, you better get into true crime. That's what I'm saying. You can actually feel good about somebody spending their life in jail. When you are heartbroken, get into true crime so you can actually be a part of a solution instead of like just punishing yourself. Help punish someone else. That's what I say. Pull that power forward. If everybody that's dealing with like broken marriages and broken relationships got together and made a true crime group, I'll join. That's literally, that sounds like heaven to me to go in. Oh my God. That reminds me of the documentary, The Keepers, which literally is the worst first episode of a documentary I've ever seen in my life. I've never been more bored. And I just happened to start the second episode, which I'm not going to spoil it for you because we're in quarantine and there's a big chance you'll watch it. I agree that second episode was a huge shocker. I go, did I miss? I literally stopped and I went back and I go, did I miss an episode? What? And the fact, yeah. Oh, the fact that that documentary, if, okay, if you don't know what The Keepers is about, I'll keep it short so that I don't 
give too much away. It is about a nun who is a teacher and she is murdered when these girls are in an all girls school and she goes, she's murdered and they've never solved it. And as these women age, when they get into retirement, like the golden girls get ready to solve crimes. My worlds are happy. They get together and they solve the crime of this nun who is murdered and it is shocking. It is connected to a thousand crimes. It's a connected to all of the crimes. Yeah. And it's because, you know, like my husband always says, he's like, you know, you can't compartmentalize. Like nobody's just a bad driver. You can't just kill a nun. You have done so many other things that led you up to killing a nun. That, Agreed. Like, so it's, it, and it, all that is, is just the most obvious red flag that you have committed a murder somewhere along the line, you've done all kinds of really horrible things. And it's, it's just great to like, I guess the most frustrating thing is when people kind of get away with it. Cause of course in that, there are that, people who kind of get away with it. And literally I, to be quite honest, and this is, I was not a huge podcaster until, um, well, my first podcast I ever listened to, shocking, was Serial, which if you remember, you and I, like there were days when our husbands were like, can we talk about something else? And no, you and I wouldn't. would deep dive that and we had different opinions, which is amazing. And like, we, I mean, like if we were a movie talking about Serial, you would literally see us Starting our day talking about it, cut to like snack time talking about it, cut to yes. lunch, dinner, and then evening glass of wine talking about it, and then getting up at 2 a.m. to call each other to talk about it. Because yeah, it's like I just found this delightful. thread on Reddit that's incredible and it's a really great theory. But yeah, I mean, need, this supports my theory on this side. So you need to look at the and you're deep diving, and it's all I wanted to talk about. And it was so fun to talk about it with you, I remember, because we it was out it was different than kids it was different than husbands it was it made me feel yes. smart it, it was made a me nice feel escape smart. and we we Kristen and I do not agree on it I do think the sad truth is is as much as I like Adnan he killed her like it's just the it. math works out I don't I think know. he did it I know I would love to say he didn't I think it's I really like and by the, the way I would just like to say on that note if you do listen to serial there's a big part where they talk about him taking money from the church and that's how they under that's how they like threw him under the bus and i was like what catholic hasn't eaten the hosts when they're laying around after mass because you're hungry i don't think that you should i i don't i feel like that was like a big thing that they were saying his character is bad because he stole money from the coffer and i'm like well i'm sure other people have i'm not saying i have i never i never took cash but i did take a snack well, I know, I know, I've heard of people doing that. I, yeah, I my wish husband I, used I'll, to drink the wine. You know what? I think all of us wish that we got her, our own loaf of bread and a really like <laughs> a nice brie pour of the, because you're so hungry. It's just, <laughs> it's the worst. Ease. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. And then it sticks, it, you know, you're, you're 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 already so hungry and you've been in mass for like Catholics, you've been in mass for an hour, and you're always thinking to yourself, once we take the host, it's almost done. And then you I get know. the host in your mouth and it's like literally stuck to the top of your mouth and you have the worst breath and 
dry mouth and then they put something else in it to make it feel worse. I think it's all okay. by design, honestly, Catholics, I, you know. Oh, I just want you to know, Kristen, that not being a Catholic and hearing you talk about the host this way is such weird imagery in my head. It is such a different uh that's we never call we say the body and blood of Christ in my Presbyterian Methodist world, but you guys talk about it in such concrete terms. Like you should literally call it uh like a cracker? John. <laughs> I know. Like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. Here here's Jesus. We're eating Jesus. I'm I'm not I'm, being blasphemous. I'm just saying that's technically all- what it is. We're gonna go down a deep dive here, but I'm all all I'm saying is I, I, let me get you out of it. Let me see yeah, if get I me can out get of it. you get me out, out of it. Get me out of it. Dig me out of this so my mom doesn't get weird. mad at me. I know. Terry, that was all me, but I'm telling you, you don't know because you've been Catholic your whole life. It sounds very weird to the rest of us. Okay. This is my problem with Adnan. And then I would like oh, to talk God. about our favorite girls in the universe. Okay. Um, Adnan never tried to call her. Kristen. Your husband disappears with his cell phone. How many times are you going to try that phone? I mean, how many days is he gone? He never tried. I mean, is how many days is my husband gone? In four days? I'll call him on the fourth day. I figure we both need a little time. You are so full of shit. You're like. What is your pin? I have your your debit card because I lost mine and I need your <laughs> pin, man. Call me back. You're getting you would have filed divorce papers by the time in four days. There's no no way. <laughs> Absolutely the first five would be so like like neat like lean texts that are like just get to the point like uh what the doctors say about your shoulder can you pick up my prescription from cvs uh this is weird i have a rash on my foot that finn just said the f word two times hey how come you're not responding to my text it's been four days (laughs) i mean my husband takes five because he's very good at texting you will get usually an immediate text unless he's golfing or on the phone but if he doesn't text me back in five minutes, he's getting like eight question marks. Like well, I out. feel that way about you. I'm like, God, she takes a long time to get back to me. Just because I start going, okay, it's been like four hours. Is she, is her phone okay? Where's her phone? Where is she? What is she wearing? Is she at I a gas know. station? Again, that's my unsolved mysteries training. And before I forget, we... This is one of our favorite things to do. Obviously, we would not be here without all of the moms who have like listened and supported us. And the comments are such fun. So we wanted to incorporate them into what we're doing on the podcast. And we put a a, a podcast post of um, me in front of the Unsolved Mysteries opening, which felt, by the way, so right. And uh, uh, talked about Unsolved Mysteries a little bit. And man, they... The women just came out of the woodwork and all of them agreed that Unsolved Mysteries, the music was terrifying, that they all felt like it gave them nightmares that all the way, by the way, we're all being, we're all seven when we watched it. Like where are our parents? Oh my gosh. I have to read this for you, Jen, because I thought this was so funny that there is, uh, her name is Sarah 
Sarah Wolf, I want to make sure that we can say her name, but I just wanted to give her credit. Uh, she says, I still make sure that I know what my family is wearing if anyone leaves the house, because what if I need to tell an Unsolved Mysteries what they had on? And if that music didn't scare the shit out of you, you're lying. She's absolutely right. So that's why, like, I'm very, I'm very heightened. Like, I live in true crime. All I'm thinking is, okay, this is five hours where she's gone undetected without a text message from me. A lot can happen in five hours. And if anybody's muddled the crime scene, I'm not going to be able to find Jen. Why doesn't she text me? I know. I think about that a lot because everybody's read that thing about if you're at Disney and you can't find your kid, they're going to ask you what pair of shoes they were wearing. So oh. really, the only thing I can tell you is what pair of shoes my kid's wearing, probably. But I, I, my intent is to be so observant. And I will. I'll be like, well, there's a suspicious acting, uh, you know, man sweeping out his van. Let me... Uh, catalog this and maybe remember the last three of his plate just in case just in case but i can guarantee you if something important were going on i i would not pay attention mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A mom commented that when she was a kid, oh, here it is. Um, let's go, go, let's is her name. She said, I loved Unsolved Mysteries. I used to bring a paper and a pencil on long drives to write license plates of cars on the side of the road, just in case <laughs> they were featured on the show. And I did the same thing. I would practice memorizing plates because what if the police say, do you have a license plate? You're, you're not done with this lady. I'll be like, Absolutely. And I have the make and the model. And I have a composite drawing. I also took his DNA because I saw him smoke a cigarette at a rest stop. What else do you need? That's what else so do you good. need? I know. I would that's amazing. heavily rely on a hypnotist because I, I doubt that I would have the recall. But they do that too on Unsolved Mysteries. I, they so rely on hypnosis. We know that all the, besides like all the, the moms that like commented on our socials about how much they love murder. There's a podcast called Moms and Murder that and we were on. Yes. Love them. Love them. And obviously our favorite is. My favorite murder. And Wait. here's what I say about that. My favorite murder makes fun of mom tropes a lot, but I'm not mad at you because your show is great. And so fine. You they like, like to, they, they like to fairness, tease. They literally make fun of everybody. And I, in my head, like we would hang out and be really good friends and they are so nice that they would forgive that they're like 900 times smarter than we are. But I, they'd make I fun of everybody. Nobody's, far. who do they not make fun of? I mean, the, the people that deserve to be supported. I mean, they're kind of like perfect in that area, yeah. but yeah. I'm like, um, when, when we become friends and we're all sitting around, I will tell them that I heard them say mom jokes in four different episodes and um, it wasn't that funny. <laughs> well, but you know what, though? They are um, women who have cats and those women take a lot of shit, too. So maybe That's it's true. just like a preemptive strike. I don't blame yeah. them. Like, right. like, there's a lot of mom tropes that are true. And one of them is that we like murder. 
and it's and and one of them is that we like wine. I guess I'm a trope. It's fine. I've been I guess the term out there that the young people use is like I'm I'm a basic bitch and I'm kind of okay with that. Like I'm definitely going to have a farmhouse modern sign in my my kitchen that I do right now. Like I don't I don't give a shit. Yeah. Like I, that's no, who I, I am. You know what? I don't have time. I need somebody else to figure it out because I'm so busy with these kids. And then when they're right. a little bit more oh, self-sufficient, I'll get more creative, but like as of right now, I'm doing my best and it's very basic bitch. I don't care. I am I don't either. I, I so, welcome these these mom. And you know what? It's I don't even know. Yeah, some of them are tropes. It's I don't know. But I just sort of feel like mom's drinking wine is like saying women have eyebrows. You know, yeah. pretty it's much fine. they do. It's fine. Yes. <laughs> The thing about my favorite murder that I love so much and I think that both of us love is obviously like they unpack a murder. They get to they have a beginning, middle and end of like of of disclosing this crime. But I've been a fan for a very long time. And I will tell you, there was one episode that I've listened to. I haven't listened to all of them, but there was one episode I listened to that they didn't find the killer. And I'm still upset about it, about this news anchor in England. And they, it's, it was like one of my, I think the episode is called Glugal, which by the way, the second half of that episode is the most terrifying thing I've ever listened to. I knew you were going to say that. I don't think so the, Okay, is it the the woman who gets killed like on the front steps of her? Um, yes. Yeah. And they don't solve it. I'm still upset about it. I'm still unpacking all the the like she was executed on her doorstep and nobody and she was a nobody, very yeah. famous news anchor. I'm like, we can do better, you guys. Let's get together and solve this crime as a group. And um, I will have treats and well, wine, and we will solve her crime the ones that god bless the ones that happened in like the 60s though because when they talk about those cases they're like uh all we could go off of was shoe size and that it was a gun like they didn't have any technology to go off of whatsoever but i love that now there's a camera everywhere i know people don't like it those people lead a lot more interesting lives than i do you could videotape literally anything totally if you were disgusting enough of a human you might enjoy it but like I, you you can track my internet. You can see what I'm doing. I don't care. Like there, there's I, nothing. I kind fun of don't either. It. Honestly, I I uh, the only time, the only time that I was worried about my search history was when I thought my search history was connected to the kids' iPads, and I I was concerned that a, and I, that a, I had viewed something that maybe I didn't want. I didn't know if it was all interlooped because I don't understand technology. So I sort of feel like you could, with one swipe, figure out what my search history is, which is most of the time. If it's your Apple ID, I got really bad news for you. I got a story. No, it's not. I checked them. I'm not going to. Okay. You guys, it's fine. And and my version of exciting is a very, um, it's probably somebody else's PG-13. It doesn't matter. You know what? (laughs) I... I was in a hotel room alone and it doesn't matter. And I texted my husband in a frenzy and I was like, I just watched something dirty on my phone and I'm worried that the kids can see it. You have to check everything we own. I, my prediction, it's something, a Google search of lumberjacks lifting heavy things or dad's fixing stuff. Um, <laughs> Is probably pretty dumb. benign. 
It was very benign. It's embarrassing how how lame my porn choices are. Like I'm such a like, like I'm literally not going to shock anybody. And that's why I'm like, go ahead and look like come in. Do your investigating. I think if we had more investigating, we would have less problems in general. Just like investigate. Check out well, what's I, going on. Be curious. If somebody, if I, your little gut is going, hey, I don't know, not next door app because then you're an asshole. But if you find something suspicious in your gut for whatever reason, especially if you're a woman, because I believe we have an, a very advanced intuition. If you suspect your something's up, your gift of fear you're probably right. I knew that there were these three brats in my neighborhood that were about to, I knew, okay, there are these three brats in my neighborhood who ride very expensive bikes and scooters and have light up helmets and they roam the neighborhood freely. That's why I've enjoyed this quarantine. And there was a perfectly nice little kid bike on the side of the road that said free. And I thought that would be a perfect bike for a little family that, hey man, I'm the first to dumpster dive. You guys know I have an ottoman that I was so proud of that That's I think probably had rabies. That's the hardest part of this quarantine for me is people have time. They're at home. They're cleaning out old furniture and I can't stop and pick it up. It's so literally hard. the best curbside pickups you could find. And I Ever. thought, well, how In nice. the history of the last 100 years, it's the best right now. I mean, and you you're finding like Eames tables on the side of the road and we can't get them. And you know, that's our thing. So like I, I noticed this little bike and these three shitheads are in the neighborhood and they took this bike and I knew they were going to do something. I knew they were buzzing around. And then all of a sudden I hear crash and they had taken this bike and they had chucked it down the street for no reason for no reason just to destroy something but my gut was like i i can tell you what's gonna happen and it was like i could see it and i should have i don't know what i could have done or should have done it's funny because our friend chrissy was like who's super nice and she's like get on your ring app take a picture and send it to me because you know she's so connected that she would be able to find out who those kids were but i'm like if if i I wanted, I wish I would have taken a little bit of a different approach than scream at them because now I've incited a, a hostile envir environment in my neighborhood, but uh, they haven't been back. Which is well, funny. I swear if you post that on Nextdoor, though, you're going to get a ton of support. Obviously, you're going to get some real crazy naysayers too, but uh, you know. That's, I know. I'm tempted. I'm tempted. I'm also sort of letting it go, but I'm, my point is, is that my gut was telling me like those boys were up to no good that I knew something bad was going to happen. And then it did. So all I'm saying is we as women, like you were saying about the polite thing, like, and why we like true crime, like a, don't be polite. You don't have to be rude. Don't be polite. Trust your gut. Don't put yourself yeah. in unsafe places. Don't massage, your, massage your boss's head for fuck's sake. Well, I know. I, you know what? He wasn't head. my boss. He even he wasn't my boss, and it didn't well, feel weird until I was doing it. I've I been in those not. positions. I, I, I've, I've done dumb stuff. I'm sorry. Colin's telling me to sit up. What are you talking about? I've at dumb stuff where I've put myself into a. Well, I've worn an an overly exposed V neck before, and I thought that was. Well, that's not on you. That's that people was, can still behave themselves no matter what you've got on. Thank you. You know and what? That's this, that's true. It doesn't matter what I wear. I have to think about it. I think I would get so scared at something like that that I would literally run out of the room. I'd be like, oh, no, no. 
I'm not going to massage well, your I head. Guess the reason it, it wasn't weird is because I do, like, I definitely, when I'm talking to somebody, I know they're having a hard day. I've got one hand on my shoulder and I'm patting them. Like, yes. and so like just putting my hand on their head wasn't that big of an extension, but it was definitely like an opportunist thing for him to see. And I don't know where it would have gone, but I remember it like did it. And I was like, how weird is this? It's pretty weird. I'm, and well, then I was just like, you are so nice. You're very, you're so nice. And you like really care about people and you are very affectionate, but man, there's been, there was one time on an airplane when we weren't sitting next to each other and you were talking to that dude and we're not going to. I, I was like, can of worms. I, yeah, can of worms there. And you were very nice. And he was like leaning over you. And I was, it was like my butt was flexed for four hours. Like the guy next to me tried to like start a conversation. I'm like, no, no, I'm taking notes. I, I could, I was literally on high alert because well, I would, I was like, why, why is, why are they talking? So what is going on? I thought well, that guy was a creepazoid. She did. And I did too. It was very funny. I was like, anybody with this much ornamentation on their jeans has got something going on. I was <laughs> very sure he was cheating on his wife. And I texted Kristen before the plane took off. And I was like, I'm cool. I'm safe. But I'm going to get to the bottom of his life by the time we touch down in Los Angeles. That and he he's going to the wrong write a letter. Person. Yeah. Yeah, he did. I was like, I'm going to break you down and find out where these demons are coming from and you're going to get back with your wife because nobody wants you, especially in those jeans. Yeah, you kind of did that. And I forget that, like, obviously you can handle yourself, but my sensibilities are to be, like, I just become this, like, velociraptor, like, what's going on? Why is someone getting, and I think it's the teacher in me, it's the mom in me, it's the, like, weird rule follower in me, and it's the true crime in me. It's exactly what you were saying before, Kristen. It's that like you you don't defend yourself like you would defend somebody else. Like you would have been polite to somebody you thought was being weird like that. And it would have been me. And you actually are more polite than me because I probably would have come up and like face palmed the guy and been like, you know what? She paid for that seat, motherfucker. Stay in your own. <laughs> like the time we were, this is the greatest. I've never seen anything like this. And I, I was like- <laughs> Jen Smedley can handle herself. Like, don't ever think that she's just this pretty little, cute little thing and can't. I, I I like to say it, and I mean this with all true love and affection. Like when the Bellevue in you comes out, like that, like country military, don't Pumpkin. fuck with me, <laughs> chick comes out. It's my favorite. I always know it happens because you take off your high heels and we're in a public place. I'm like, it's happening, it's happening, and. I, I need my we best balance in, if shit's going to oh go down. Oh, my God. We, just a quick story before we go back to true crime. We were uh, on the heels of a doing our first fancy meeting for a book, which if you've listened to our other podcast, it was literally like a 14-hour day, which a rough also day. hour nine, I basically exploded in a restaurant. And by hour 14, it was 2 a.m. And we were exhausted and we came in to go to our, our hotel and we were sitting in the lobby, literally waiting for our keys. And uh, these three guys thought we were three ladies looking for a good time. And so they crowded our space and I, I felt uncomfortable and I became polite. I felt uncomfortable and I saw these three dudes and Jen looks at him and just eyeballs them and eye daggers. And she goes, what are you looking at? Get out of here. Get out of here. And I go, what? 
She's like, I knew what they were looking for and they're not going to find it here. It was wonderful. It was wonderful. We were literally having this conversation about a book that we were going to write. About motherhood and friendship and women. And these three bros are like, I'm going to get laid. The the Butami brothers or whatever from Saturday Night Live have their chest hair out and are literally interjecting into our conversation. As though they could help us write the book. Thank you and fuck you. It's the the beginning intellect of the male species, which when you like – amplify that it makes them like dangerous killers which is that like no 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 it is my right to interject into these women's their their life like yeah let me give you some knowledge you needy broads it inflames me so much that I was just like trying like I couldn't even focus on you because I just kept seeing this like belt buckle like just far too close to your head I know it was weird I was, I was like, like your what crotch, do you want, sir, dude? Is- let's get it out on the floor. Like, let's just save both of us the time. Nobody here is interested. So, like, there's probably some real dumb drunk chicks down the way that, like, go for. Th- but yeah. actually, I would have defended them too. I would have been like, no, they back just off. Needed to go, go home. Those yeah. fucking guys needed to go home. But you know what was great? It's like I'm sitting there and I'm like, there's this guy's crotch and his belt buckle, and I'm like, my my hot but it was me do you see I wasn't defending somebody else it was myself and so uh you saying that I was like oh my god I feel so safe it was it was amazing and like you got fire and your head got you put your head down and you looked at them and you gave it to them straight and why can't we be like that that's what we should be like meanwhile I'm like trying to remember what their faces are if we're on cameras like how many feet like is this the start of an episode three women found themselves in a lobby of a hotel and disappeared forever that's you know what? this is this is what goes through my head when i this this guy that i dated in high school i remember his mom saying to me same town where like the murders happened like I then I moved to Omaha. My mom moved to Omaha. So we used to have to drive through like not a great part of town to like get to high school and to like get to my boyfriend's house. And there were it was like when carjackings were like in vogue. If oh, that's yeah. The right way to say that. Yeah, I remember this. And like people were really getting shot. And I remember my boyfriend's mom saying to me, like, if somebody wants to kill you, they're going to. You just need them to know that it's going to be their worst day. Like. It's not going to be easy. That's like a female version of Taken. That's Taken with a female lead in her 50s. Somebody in Hollywood needs to make that movie. So it's like this man, like these three guys are obviously like very comfortable being aggressive. But I'm going to let you know that if you're looking for low hanging fruit, it's not us. Yeah. Yeah. and, And you I'm fine with those guys calling me a bitch. I've been called a bitch by better. So it's I I just want my daughter to have that same attitude. I do too. I want her just to, I just want them to know that like, and sometimes I wonder if it's not something like deeply rooted in us from like cavemen days, like where we just sort of have this. That's why I think like, oh gosh, now we're deep diving. Here's what I'll say about this. Yeah. Whenever you look at the terrible cases around like Jeffrey Epstein and about uh, like Harvey Weinstein and there's all this judgment about women going to the hotel rooms and blah, blah, blah. My first reaction is like, how much of that did they feel like they couldn't say no? And we've all been there. We've all been in a weird situation where you're like, yeah, I can't say no. I'm literally, I feel paralyzed. I feel scared. Sorry. 
I feel scared and incapable to say, I'm not comfortable with this, but it is literally like practicing. And that is something that I've done my whole life where I told myself, I'm just going to say it and it's going to be uncomfortable for one second, but I will have said it because I kind of like need it to be on an audio tape somewhere. Like you heard her say no, or you heard her say, I'm not going there, or you heard her say whatever, because you have to practice. You don't have to be Mm -hmm. a psycho crazy bitch about saying no. You just have to practice saying no, even if it's in small ways or if it's in big ways. And I think maybe back to murder, like that's why we like true crime, because I think it empowers us as women to predict and to prepare for a terrible event. And I do love to hear like my favorite of those stories are like the this horrible, horrible thing happened and it happened for days and this chick got away. Yeah, I and love like, that. I, it is the best because I think like you <clears throat> feel like when you get in like a scared moment, you're like, oh, well, the inevitable horrible thing is happening. And I always want like my friends, my daughter, everyone I know to be one of those people like I'm going to ruin your day, man. Like yeah. this might like you're going to remember this too. Like, like that's, <laughs> that's yeah. What I I'm going to, I'm going to go down with like in my head again, I sort of approach self-defense. Like I'm a CSI agent getting attacked. You're going to find DNA under my nails. I'm yeah. going to, I'm going to rip off your testicles. I'm going to like fight, kick, scream. I'm going to be on every ring app in the neighborhood. I'm going to have keys in my hands when I walk to my car. Like I'm, I am going to be your worst nightmare because that's not that's not how I'm going down, man. I'm not I've going down said to my on kids, your corner. If you can bite house. through a carrot, you can bite through a human finger. And I don't care <laughs> how gross that sounds. I want them to know they're not powerless. I wish they would eat carrots, though, just for the practice. I, would, I bet if you told them they were human fingers, they would actually eat carrots. Probably. See, with our kids, we can't tell. We have to like, we don't want to like, what do you call it? Like, over instill their confidence with like, like the fact that they are under four feet, they are going <laughs> to get manhandled if somebody, God forbid, yeah. were to try to take them. So when we tell them like how to operate and how to deal with that with stranger danger, it becomes this like, like fight scene. And especially our son's head, he's like, well, first of all, what I would do is I would turn around and I would do Brazilian jiu-jitsu and I would say that you don't know or have any eye clue how to do just because you took one free class does not make you an expert. And then mm. I would kick him and then I would do this and I would tie him up. And I'm like, and you have no rope. Just do what I say, please, since I've been listening to true crime forever. Um, what the other one other thing I want to say real quick about my favorite murder, I um I had to take a break from it because yeah. I was going on walks and listening to it and now every corner of my neighborhood I have an I have endowed it with a murder. I yeah. literally can remember murders from I, like when they did from 1866 two blocks down I'm like I can this was the chick that was on soap containers I can't I, they kind of take a deep dive that I don't think I could do I couldn't I, and do I it. think it I think it wears on them because I even think they're I like, too. Oh, here we go. Here's another one. But I, I actually do like the ones that are really old, like a couple hundred years old. Me too. Because the details are much more interesting. Um, and it also feels like far removed enough away that it doesn't feel like 
Because the worst ones are where you do feel like, oh, that could have been me. Like I could have been an Epstein. Yeah, I like the historical ones too. I think it's yeah. really interesting and in what they had to deal with at the time and how little forensics they had or when forensics became like a more important element. One of my favorite things about that though, Jen, is now, and I don't know that I didn't research this that much, but I know that people are now doing DNA testing, you know, like 23andMe, and they're catching people because of DNA. Like I they've know. got record. What dumb shit. I'm sorry. The how'd you get a killer, right? Didn't they catch yes. him? Because he's like, I want to see if I'm part Norwegian. That's well, <laughs> earned it, man. You got it. That's you're what? asking for it. But it makes me furious that he's been a like eluded anybody for this long. I'm like, you're such a dumb shit that you would spit into a vial where they break down your DNA. Just to see if you have a peanut allergy. Yeah. Uh, great. But that's, Keep at it. That's the great I thing hope they're not listening to our podcast. I mean, imagine how tortured their life is that every single day they're like, oh, wait, should I get a flu shot? Is this going to like I put hope a tracking device in my brain? Yeah. It I, is. It's got to be. But let's, I, that's the only fair thing. That's, that's my Catholic in me. I'm like, he's getting his. I'm telling you. Yeah, Catholics, they do get got, theirs. It's like it's I, I, dark I tell my daughter, we've, uh, she does not lie. She will vary, um, which I, you know, I, obviously I love my daughter, but I do think she's like super cool and chill for her age. Like she could be a total nightmare four-year-old, but she's really pretty awesome. But she won't lie. And she'll say to me, she'll be like, I do not lie if I'm doubting her on something. But she did start doing this thing where – I was helping her clean her room and there was, there's like this little elf tree house and it was full of stolen candy. Oh boy. And I was like, cause I only give them like two pieces at a time if they ate dinner or whatever it was. And I'm like, where did all this come from? And she's like, mm-hmm. I. Oh, so it begins. Yep. Yeah, so she had taken it out of the pantry because we even put it a place where she can get it because. like hiding it that doesn't like teach them anything I think so so she had hoarded this candy that she had stolen and I was like that's the same as lying I know you're really proud of yourself for not lying but stealing this and hoarding this like this like makes you a liar and if you don't stop now you're gonna be a serial killer (laughs) I didn't say that I did not say that but it is. Well, I my mean, kids stole the... so much stuff from Disney from year zero to five. <laughs> I mean, every time we, every time we were in a stroller and we went by one of those kiosks, they'd they'd grab a, a like a click on you know like a keychain yeah, Pluto or a hanging aerial. But yep. we get out of the park and I'm like, for what we paid, I'm not going back there. Like exactly, it's, it's not the right thing to do to walk it's part out of with the this. buffer and the price. Yeah, yeah. I accidentally 1, took a whole thing of juice boxes from Target by accident. I was like, every time I've gone in there and bought seventy five dollars worth of mascara. I'm yes. going to be okay with these juice boxes. Target, I owe and you And you know one. what? Help Sorry. me out. You look underneath too. If you would do me that favor, you look underneath yeah. too. Look at the oh, mirror and make sure I don't have soda down Now there. you're doing my husband's logic. Like, how can I turn this around to be your fault? Like, this is your- I would go back. A speeding ticket would I be really would. your- I would most I'd, of the time, but not when I got two in a car seat. Hell no. I'm like, Target, yeah. you know what? We get, Yeah. Please I know you will send security out. I need extra help. 
you'll do the math where you're like, when you get double charged on something, you're not going to be that jerk who's like, um, sorry, you owe me two four seventy three because no, I only I exactly, and I also one. am the kind of person that's like, oh man, I did that. I'll just I'm going to give to the you know the SPCA or I'm going to I'm going to donate to this person's like band trip. I do try to like pay it forward because I feel like that's. Although Kristen did steal this yellow salad bowl that I had and I she did? kept it and hid it from me for like three or four years. And then now she gives me criticisms on how I treat the bowl now that I have it back. Because it's a dog bowl. Why did you even need it? I had it. It was perfect. I loved it. I used it for you fruit. Know, it was a display. Kristen, and you, you took know. it back to use as a dog bowl. Could have kept it. I didn't take it back to use as a dog bowl, but I saw that my husband used it as a dog bowl and I don't want salad out of it now because it it sat outside with dog water in it for a long time and now I don't want it back. But you know, all you would have had to do is ask for that bowl and I would have given it to you, I'm which is the frustrating part. I'm never going to ask you to keep a bowl. I'm going to just keep the bowl and hope you not don't notice. That's well, the right way to do it. How you mind, here, here's how you can mind F me for future reference, Kristen. I I have your yellow bowl. Man, I love it. It looks so good on my countertop with lemons in it. And I'd be like, you keep that bowl. I don't even use it that much. I haven't, I like, I, I would have. But then my husband got involved because he saw it. And then he wanted it back because he bought it at Costco. And that guy, you know, only, a man's only going to buy one set of bowls his entire life. Yes. I buy them just because I'm bored. But Jen... Just the fact that you guys would come over and I would hide the bowl added so much excitement to my very dull life at the time that I was like, I can't give them. And I fell in love with the bowl. It's a whole that's a that's a true crime. That's that's not true crime. That's like a people's court. And we will. That's a different thing. Like, let's not talk about (laughs) something that you and I disagree. Let's let's talk about something we agree, which is true crime and moms. And well, Kristen, I will tell you this. Okay. Taking my bowl and hiding it for me for three or four years means that down the road, you're going to be a serial killer. Well, you know what? <laughs> I've been training for it. Here's the thing. I, I wouldn't, I, I, I would never be a serial killer, but I'm, I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that you and I someday actually solve some crimes. No, I'm not going to, I'm just so. saying. I, I don't know so. that I could ever go to a crime scene and be any good to anybody because I'm not good at, at a cleaning no, or I don't want to see that. I just want give me the details. I don't want to like I just want someone to give it. me a cold case that isn't like super tragic and like let me work on that for 20 years. That I feel like you and I want I, that. That's Let's what I want. do that. Because I honestly that. like I'd love to look at the details 25 years later and go, you know what? I don't think they thoroughly looked at that ex-boyfriend. That's what I'd say. That's what I'd like to do. And I'd like to make strong judgments about it w- without much pa- proof. Me or too. Possibly uninformed, because the only thing that keeps me from like flipping the switch on Adnan is that I do feel like that guy that worked at Lens Crafters is a real suspicious dude. That's- what I've been saying the whole time. Well, I know, but that information just came out, Kristen, about his mom and the faking the time cards. Like, that, that's all new. That's what I'm saying. You can't throw it at me at the end and expect me to have made a sound decision. I, that's what I'm saying. Now I, I'm not ready so to So now say, are you saying that Agnon didn't do it? 
Are you saying, saying, are you flipping? I'm 50, 50. I'm 50, 50. I think all signs point to yes. My magic eight ball says Adnan did it, but I need to thoroughly investigate. Mr. Lenscrafters lives with his mom, dude. I need to know. I I need to eliminate that guy. I think there was so much prejudice here towards him towards the Muslim community. And then they looked at yeah. the other guy that, that was black. And I think they were like, let's follow those leads. Let's not look at the white guy from Lens Crafters whose mom forged his time card. I know. And listen, I, all he needs is reasonable doubt. All he needs is much, reasonable doubt. Jeez. Much like listening to or watching the um, Epstein documentary, I listened to Serial and I was like, Man, I hung around a lot of pot smokers. Like I, I, that could have been, I, I could have told you a story where like, I don't know where I was 30 days ago. I don't know what planet I was on 30 days ago. Like I definitely can see, I don't think Jay's a bad guy. I think he was high a lot. I think he's high a lot. Oh my gosh. If somebody asked me, where were you? If two detectives came to my door and said, where were you 30 days ago at 3 PM? I'd be like, I don't know, murdering someone. I, I did it. Yeah. did it. I, I don't remember it. I have literally no recollection. I am. There's an alibi from 100 people that saw me at a culture fair, but I am <laughs> 100% guilty because I literally can't be questioned without like getting nervous. And then I seem, I, I would never pass a polygraph because no, I, know. I would be yeah, so nervous. Yeah. That's what I, yeah. whenever I watch those, like, oh gosh. I don't even want to open this can of worms, but the <laughs> we uh, keep saying that we're like this is our this has been our easiest day of podcasting. Our husbands are like you're at four hours. <laughs> I know. I I don't want to get into making a murderer, but um oh I think we can all agree when we watch the interrogation of his nephew. I have like hot flames like shoot out of the sides of I my mean, head. Come on. And, we and are in they're a not, total agreement about that one. This is what I believe is if you think that kid did it, I want you to have to watch the entire 30 hours of footage that led to that confession. And you see if you wouldn't say the exact same thing in that 30 hours. Agreed. Like sit through I, it in real time. Sit through it. In re- yeah, I agree. I agree with you 100%. Making a murderer. And also, I don't know. I don't want to give this away, but this one happened. and. I literally was laying in bed with my husband and we watched the final episode and both of us jumped out of bed and woke up our kids. And it was the jinx at the Mm. very end, at the very end, because I couldn't, I just, I don't want to spoil it because again, we're in quarantine. We all need to deep dive, but I couldn't hear it. So then we were both like, wait, 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 what did he say? What did he say? What did he say? And I, it was so fun. I think we were like so fired up. We like ended up doing it because we were like, ah, oh, this mystery has been solved. Crime. Yeah. We should, well, it's exactly we, like we should, oh messing up God. and doing a DNA test. You can't play it cool every day of your life. You can't carry around the weight of having. Nope. The, okay. The, the one with the staircase, maybe it's called the staircase and the owl. I've seen two different that, episodes about that one. That guy did it. Whoa. What was that guy called? Oh, darn it. I, I really did watch that one and I watched two different versions and I think the murder girls did one on it. Yeah. But I watched both of them. Yeah. Yep. About the staircase and the wife and like he was a closeted homosexual, not even really closeted. He was like, Hey, I'm inviting my friend Steve over for a weekend. And the wife and she's was like, like, you know what? You do what works for you. I've got you a great know what? house. I, yeah. I met you at 
salsa class, so this was never a surprise. But it's it's really common. That's nobody's business. But that's although, nobody's like, business. I don't care who that guy was doing on the side. I don't in either. Any instances, just your husband's most likely to kill you. It's the same reason that you're likely to rear end somebody no pun intended, real close to your house because you're always there. You're always driving I, in your neighborhood. I think the takeaway here is, Jen, if if you if I might, to wrap this all up, um, I, I believe that what we're saying is moms would make fantastic investigators because we have a heightened sense of fear and a need to solve problems. And that if you're choosing a vacation for your family, do not go to Cabot Cove because no. you or your spouse will end up murdered. It's and like if someone the tries to grab you, the United States, it's so dangerous. Correct. And if someone tries to grab you, bite their fingers because you can bite, bite through a carrot. Off. Is that a thing? That should be a t-shirt. Bite a finger. It's like biting a carrot. Now I will never eat carrots or I'll never eat fingers. I'm not sure. Hopefully you don't ever have to. From your lips. Hopefully from your lips. That's right. God, let's just keep everybody safe, you know? I know. I think let's be done. Let's be done, Jen. I mean, <laughs> listen, I'm like, we didn't deep dive into that, but man, we covered the corners. We covered the corners. Yeah. Here's to cheers, uh, cheers to you and your cruise drink. Eee. Yay. Yay. Do-ba-doo-doo. 